experimenten nog wat. from the people as they went into the temple and the Bible said that Peter and some of the others were going in and uh, he uh, fastened his eyes on them expecting to receive uh, some monetary gift from them and they told him, they said uh, silver and gold have we none but such as we have give we thee in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. and boy I tell you uh, he got what he needed it made a difference in his life all through the Bible, we read about folks that uh, came to know Jesus in the free pardon of sin and, and how it made a difference in their life. I remember one time a woman coming to the well over there just simply to draw water like she had done many, many times before. And you can say that it was a coincidence that Jesus was resting there on the wall of that well. Uh, but I believe he was there for a reason. The yeah, Bible said, I must, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. And uh, I believe he knew there was going to be a woman there uh, that needed Jesus in her life. Yeah. And uh, 
and we know what all happened there. And, and uh, she thought he was talking about the uh, uh, the carnal, the regular water that was in that well. But he said, if you'll ask, that I give thee living water, and you never thirst again. And somehow another time that conversation was over with, she left there, she forgot what she come to the well for. I believe she left her water pots and she went back and she said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did is not this, the Christ. So I'm gonna tell you, he makes a difference yeah. in our lives today. If you, if you think you've been saved, but you don't feel any different in your life, you need to get Jesus out of your heart. Amen. You really do. And he'll make a difference in your life. I wouldn't know. I've often said, I don't know how people that don't know the Lord and the free part of sin, how they deal with the, the, the problems that come in life, the sufferings, the trials and tribulations that you and I face every day. Uh, I, I, I can't fathom trying to handle those without the Lord. I just don't know what I'd do. I'd probably be on drugs is what I'd do, trying to forget about it. Uh, but I tell you what, I got something that doesn't be better than drugs. Uh, today, but I love each and every one of you. We're so glad you're here. We're glad to have these from Oak Grove, where Brother Dustin pastors. We appreciate y'all being here, and all these other uh, churches that are here uh, tonight. We appreciate you being here. God has met with us uh, this week, and we're looking forward to meeting with us again tonight. And uh, He's been good to us. He's blessed. We got to uh, see a couple get saved and. Uh, uh, they said that little Emily, after she left here, she was just telling everybody she saw uh, that she got saved. And so uh, I'm so happy uh, about that. But I'm looking for more. We live in a world of lost and dying people. Amen. And uh, all ages and uh, that need the Lord. And the good Lord commissioned the church. And I believe the church is the only thing that's commissioned to do it. He commissioned the church to spread the gospel. And, and, and that's what we're trying to do here in these series of services that we call uh, Revival. This is Tuesday night. It's hard to believe we're already at Tuesday night. But I want you to pray. Mind God, do whatever he'd have you to do. I, uh, the testimony service was open when you came in. And if God uh, gives you a song to, that you to sing, you get up and sing. I promise you, you'll bless us. And you'll get a blessing out of it if you'll do that. Uh, that God would have you to do. But before we go any further, uh, I'm going to ask Brother Roy Shedd, if he will, to take us to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to turn it back over to Brother Wayne and Brother Bo, and we're going to sing, and we're just going to try to watch the hand of the Lord and just follow what way he has us to go. Let's follow, pray. Our Father, bow this evening before you. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the many blessings, God. Let's go to the moment. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for saving us from one time, Lord. Many years ago, Lord, we thank you. If someone, Lord, don't know you this evening, God, I pray, Lord, they'll come to know you. Who they leave this service this evening? Have your will, Lord, for them and one of us this evening. God, we pray, Lord, when it comes down to the message hour, Lord, that you take our service. Lord, that the Holy Ghost give you that his feet for thy work. Heavenly Father, help us to lose him and preach with all the power that you give him this evening. Bless him to sing and bless everything he said. Bless his service, Lord. Bless him already. 
spirit to moderate with us. Well, I have been warned, none of us know how to moderate, how to do things. And Lord, we pray this evening, just keep us tight in front of every spirit. Help us this evening. God, here where you have every one of us to be. Bless this service, Lord. May it bring honor and glory to your holy name. Lord, we ask all this in Jesus' and precious name. Amen. 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 For that prayer. Yeah, I know last night, I, I know the hand of God came and she got touched by the hand of God. You know, something Brother Roy was, as he was praying there, said many years ago, he was, he was saved, but he was touched by the hand of God. Look at page 505, he touched me. What's in this song? If you have a testimony, let me share about your salvation. All we do. And I know, I know that the plan 
is there for them and will save them just like it yes, did. Yes, it will. Yeah, yeah, us and our children. Yeah. Um, I know, I don't need to ramble, ramble but uh, when Pam was talking about her, her upbringing, mine was not a lot different. Um, you know, I knew my parents loved me, but it was not a Christian household. Uh, that was not their focus. Uh, and I saw a lot of things go on in my family that, that I swore would never happen in, in my household when I was an adult. And um, I prayed for a godly man that would love me and protect me. And, and I, I got that involved in his family. Uh, and this little church has just been a godsend. I cannot express how, how much joy is in my heart. Uh, for the life that I've had. Uh, and if it, he takes me tonight, just know that it um, couldn't be any greater. Uh, than that. Yeah, I need to stand while I'm feeding one of the The Lord saved me in 1955. I was nine and a half years old. I didn't know how to pray, Brother Steve. I didn't know a thing about God. I've been carried to church, but you know what? It don't bother you until he bothers you. And then there is no peace after that. I could have been saved two days earlier when my oldest brother was saved if I had just went to the altar. The Lord was dealing with both of us, but I wouldn't go. So I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing better in my life than the Lord saving my soul. You can go anywhere, you can have vacations, you can have all the money in the world. You can do whatever you want to do, but when it comes down to the end, that's the only thing that matters. All that comes in our lives is being saved by the grace of God. He's so good. I just want to praise Him this evening and thank Him for saving me. I'm nothing. realize I'm not anything. But I'm just a sinner saved by grace. But Amen. I'm happy on my way. Amen. I grant you one thing. You won't never catch me in some of the places I have been before. I got away from God about 15 years during that time. And I got work. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't. I was one of the best fishermen that ever hit the river. I couldn't get a bite. If you don't believe the Lord to get your attention, just try it. It don't have to be that way. The other with me, but that's what He did with me. So when I got back in fellowship with the church, made my acknowledgments, and got back in fellowship with her, I've never left her since. Brother Steve, but when I die, I'll still be in fellowship with the church. Never mind me, whatever comes and goes. The Lord is good and He's gracious and He's good to all of us. Sure. I thank you this evening for letting me have my children. Pray for us when you pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Wayne, um, as Pam said this morning, I'll tell the other side of that story. Um, I had graduated from college and uh, was come, had come home and was working in a plant and uh, was. Uh, I had already been told that I would have a job working out in the field and would have to move to Coleman. And um, I was talking to my, one of my good friends, David Mathis. We were up in the Susan Moore uh, weight room working out. And then we were both out of college, and, and uh, but we were going back home, I guess, to, to work out. And we just stopped and, and talked about the future there for a minute. And I explained to him what I thought the perfect wife would be. And she, and, and I was praying 
that, that God would send her to me while Linda was praying that to send a uh, man that had his heart in church. But now, when I got back from school, there was I was the only young person here. And I, I got real, uh, I guess, bored with church. You know, I was 22, and but when I met Linda, uh, a friend of mine said that uh, his girlfriend was going to school with somebody I needed to meet, and. Uh, she was a, a cashier at Piggly Wiggly, and uh, Robbie, our, our Herbie was the uh, manager, one of the managers there, and uh, he said, come on down, she's working today. <laughs> <laughs> so I came down there, and, and I went through the through Linda's line and, and bought some gum or something. <laughs> but... Uh, the Lord put her in my path. Amen. And she was praying for somebody like me, and I was praying for her. And what she was looking for revived my, my church interest. And I, 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 I don't know how to say it, but she was what I needed. And I was what she was asking for. And uh, that's only the hand of God that can do that. And, Amen. And, you know, we, we've been blessed with two children. And they they never were a whole, you know, they never got in trouble. Um, uh, but, you know, they were normal teenagers. Not, not saying that they did everything perfect. But, you know, we didn't have much trouble with them. And they went through college and, and Nikki went through law school and just didn't give us a, a minute's trouble and so I just want to praise God I don't think it's anything that Linda and I have done but God has blessed our family sure. so much that uh, you know I, I just can't praise his name enough and uh, y'all pray for us because like she said we We've got those uh, three grandbabies. Uh, we've got an adopted granddaughter and two biological son, grandsons. Uh, one and uh, our son and his wife have one of the boys, and our daughter and, and her husband has one. And uh, they're just so precious in our life. And uh, so I just want to, there's nothing that I've done, or um, I won't. Speak for Linda, but there's nothing that I've done that was worthy of, of Linda or the fact, the life that I've had since then, since I met her. And uh, but uh, one thing I would like to say is in March the third in 1969, at, at a fish fry at our home, I found the Lord, and uh, He's been great to me ever since. And uh, uh, it, it just, like I say, I, it's better felt than told. And I, I just don't have the words uh, to, to tell what he means to me. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Now the second verse of this song right here, if you know, you know the Lord. <laughs> and 
free party singing. You can sing this second verse right here with confidence. Sing this second verse. Since I met the blessed
blessing more.
song, baby. Great song. God bless you. Everybody take your hymn books. Look at page 573. Thank you, Brother Royce, for that song. Does, does anybody have a word or a song you like for us to sing? Before we do this? Okay. I just share the verses here with us and it's on page 573 his strength is perfect before we share this I, this came to my mind just a little bit ago I want to share some scripture with you and I'll share a little bit about this but you know, in, in Isaiah chapter 40 verses 31 and this is scripture about patience and and uh, but it says but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount with wings as eagles they shall run and they shall not run, and they shall walk and not faint. Bring that scripture right there. I'm going to tell you something a little bit about Bo. Bo means a lot to me. When I got to know him, you know, God folks out of him. But I'm going to go back when he had his surgery in the hospital. He was in the hospital. He'd come down and see me. And I try to put myself in Bo's hospital bed. He couldn't do nothing. Couldn't even move his arms. But you could feel the spirit in that room. Man, you could feel the Holy Spirit in that room. You know, he just had surgery. And I, and I put, you know, again, I put myself, if I was there now, I'd be old pitiful me. Old pitiful me. But even now, his dream. He's amazing. Yes. And it's all because of God. Yes. He may be behind in this wheelchair just for a little while. Just for a little while. But he never says. And he never failed to say that. He looks to the Lord for strength every day. And he just shared this a little bit It's God's that gives him the strength to be where he's at today. Amen. Oh, this, you mean a lot to me, brother. You do too. Listen to the shares this song right here. Um, let me let me say this. Um, Chris and, and Marilyn uh, and Vanessa and Wayne and I uh, sing as a group, and they don't know how much strength that's given me. We we get together on Wednesday night to practice. 
and we we sing the the songs of uh, of the church and sing all about Christ and that uh, rejuvenates me for the therapy and the end of the week and uh, and I haven't known Wayne that long I've known Chris all my life and Marilyn and Vanessa but I haven't known Wayne but you've become like a brother to me and uh, I, I appreciate what Y'all let me sing with you. I, I know I mess y'all up a lot, but uh, well, you know how God works. You know, I never dreamed I'd be up here leading music because when I, we, Vanessa and I came here, both was leading music, been doing it a long time, and, and Vanessa, what a blessing it is yeah. to hear you sing. Listen, to him sing a song. His strength is perfect. We gonna sing the the chorus with you. Y'all help me on the chorus.
great song. Thank you both. Thank you, Sharon. Well, before Brother Dustin comes up and raise her message, does anybody have a word you'd like to share? Talk about God's strength. And without Him, we, we can't do anything. I can't do anything without God's strength. True. Brother Way, I'd like to thank the church for their prayers today. Amen. Um, I, I, I missed this morning's service. I had to go to the emergency room. And uh, I, I appreciate the peace I had the whole time. It was because the church was praying. Amen. And, and the Lord answered the prayers. Uh, and, and it seems like I'm already over whatever was bothering me. Uh, just a little medicine is all I need. So praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Help you, Lord. Yes. We'll open your Bibles tonight in the book of Mark. Yeah. Chapter number 15. Mark chapter 15. Now we'll get a 22nd verse of the book of Mark chapter 15. And this is the story of the crucifixion that I'll read most of this tonight. Now, the Lord has been tried by Pilate and a couple of Gospels have more accounts of that than Mark does. But what we come to in the 22nd verse is they brought him to the place of Golgotha, the place of the skull, to crucify him. And they began, excuse me, and they bring him unto the place of Golgotha which being interpreted the place of the skull, and they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And it was the third hour that they crucified him. And the superscription of the accusation was written over the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, one on his right hand and the other on his left, and the scripture was fulfilled which saith and he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come, and the darkness was over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And I want to pull your attention back to the 29th verse. The scripture says, And they that passed by... <laughs> and they that passed by. We see this story about the cross, and we need to understand that this was a very public event. This was not something that was done hidden. It was not something done in the dungeon, but uh, Brother Michael said he'd been over there not too long ago, and I don't think they're really sure where the crucifixion happened exactly, but it was probably on a hill, not a mountain, not a splendid place, but on a little bitty hill, on a main road to Jerusalem, where they could walk by. The Romans used crucifixion to deter crime. You didn't want to be whatever them fellas had done. You didn't want to do that. They passed by the cross. So we see here multitudes of people walking and passing by the cross. And that's what I want to try to look at tonight. Let's take a look at what's happening here. Let's just pass by it for a minute. 
And let's see what we can see as we pass by the cross. First thing that immediately comes to mind as you pass by the cross tonight would be his sufferings. He's suffering here on the cross of Calvary. Now, we need to back up a second. This is the Son of God. This is not a man like you and I. This is the Creator. This is the one who was in the beginning with the Father. The one who spake this earth into existence. He's Son of God. Come down to walk among men. And they have now taken Him and crucified Him on the cross. As far as history tells us, the worst way to die that we've invented was this concept of crucifixion. It was a long, drawn-out, agonizing process where they nailed His hands and feet to the cross and you would slowly hang there and suffocate. You'd hang between heaven and earth, all eyes looking on Him, and He would slowly die of suffocation. They scourged Him and beat Him with a whip, taking His hide off of His back. They had driven nails through His hands and through His feet. They had, had, had placed the crown of thorn upon His head. They had mocked Him and ridiculed Him. And here Christ is, the precious Son of God, suffering on that cross, hanging there for the souls of man. Now as we pass by, we see that. We see that tonight. But let me remind you, let's not pass by looking at that and saying, oh, that's terrible. Let's pass by looking at that and seeing for what it really is. Christ was not dying on the cross as a martyr. He was not a criminal. He was not caught up in some sort of movement that got beyond His control. Christ was dying as a sacrifice for the sins of men. The Scripture says by His stripes we are healed. But it pleased the Lord to bruise Him. The sufferings we see at Calvary was the wrath of God being poured out upon the precious Holy One of Heaven for my sins and for your sins. That's what the suffering is. We pass by the sacrifice. Not the sacrifice that just started. Not the sacrifice that we said God said we need this. But the sacrifice that was ordained for the very beginning of time. There was coming a Savior to die for the sins of man. And here is the precious Lamb of God, John said, that's going to take away the sins of the world. Amen. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions. Paul said God had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Peter said that He bare our sins in His own body to the tree. We pass by this brutal, horrible death, but we are passing by the sacrifice, the moment, the one God had ordained to take the sins of man and take them to the cross and solve the sin problem. We're passing by the sacrifice. That as He was suffering, He was suffering for me. As He was suffering, He was suffering for you. In fact, He was suffering for the sins of the whole world. The Scripture says that He is the propitiation for our sins, but not our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. The whole world. You can get as creative and as smart and as complex on that as you want to get. But the world, Brother Steve, means absolutely every yeah. single human being. Christ died for you tonight. He died for me. He died for the lost world. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Yeah. It was literally your sin that was placed upon the head of the Lord and Savior. It was literally your sin that He died for on Calvary. It was your sin that He suffered for there on the tree. He's bearing our sin. He is the one to die in my place for my sins to satisfy the wrath of God. 
And as God made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, we pass by the sacrifice. But we see in this 34th verse something different. We pass by the agony of separation. Now, if you've got a better idea than this, we'll praise the Lord, but this is my idea on it. And the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabbathani, which is my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The sins of the world, my sin years have been placed upon the Lord Jesus, and God is pouring out His wrath upon Him. And for this moment in time, this three-hour span we look at here, the fellowship between the Father and the Son had been broken. Now we don't now ponder that. We talk about the cross and we see the blood and the, and, and the agony. But the Holy One of Heaven who was in the beginning with the Father was there, was perfect, and now been cut off from the Father. You talk about agony. You talk about pain. When the precious Son can no longer talk to the precious Father because my sin has been placed upon Him and He's died for my sin and He feels the fellowship broken and my God, why has Thou forsaken me? What suffering? Amen. We pass by this agony that Christ is enduring for my sin, the lowest point of your life you've ever been. Whatever depression and sorrow and heartache problem you've had, you are not here. Because you can cry to the Father and He will hear you. Amen. But at this point, my sin had cut Him off from fellowship with Almighty God. Right, amen. Suffering. We pass by tonight. And we see His love. Hey, that's the logical conclusion for this, is it not? He tells us that no man taketh my life from me, but I lay it down. Amen. Remember in the garden, when they got to rest him, Peter pulls out a sword and cuts off the ear of the servant. The Lord heals his ear and tells him, Peter, we, we're not going to do it that way. He said, you don't think I could call 12 legions of angels to yeah. slay the world and deliver me from this cross? It wasn't the Roman government holding him there. It wasn't the Jewish government. Come on, but it was the precious love of God. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that Jesus loves you tonight. He loves you so much tonight, He took your sins, yes. took them to Calvary, and appeased the wrath of God in your place. That's what you pass Him by. Yes. Now, we look at this Scripture, and it says, And they that passed by railed on them. We see different kinds of people passing by the cross. Now, I don't think this was a, sec a secret event. There's probably somebody there that didn't see it. But let me say, everybody passes by the cross today. For the grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared to all men. There is some point in your life where the Holy Spirit is going to take your hand and by the eye of faith take you by the cross. What it says, the Spirit will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He's going to show you Calvary of sin because they believe not in me, of righteousness. Because I go to my Father. He's come and He died. The Spirit, the Spirit is coming to show that to you. And you will pass by the cross at some point in your life. You're going to see it. And they that pass by, they that pass by, Railed on. That means they hated him. That means they mocked him. That means they said, whatever you've got, I don't want any of it. There's those that respond and pass by the cross and say, I don't need that. Amen. Now we pass him by the sacrifice. We pass him by the love of God. 
But those people pass by and see it and say, no, thank you. I do not need it. There's those that pass by. The Scripture says, look, he said the chief priest and the scribes mocking him. Said he saved others. He can't save himself. The religious passed by it too. They passed by and they said, I've got my religion. I don't need Jesus. Amen. Religion will send more people to hell than just about anything else. It soothes your conscience. Oh, I joined the church. Oh, I was baptized. Oh, I had a good time and, and prayed at some point. And that's all I need. You need Jesus. Amen. You need the cross of Calvary and His blood for your sins. Yes. You don't sure. need religion. The doubters passed by. Look at the 32nd verse. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Oh, if He would just do something else. We believe it. If He'd just do a little extra, if God would do this or God would do that or He'd show me this or show me that I could believe, I want some more proof. Yeah. Amen. Boy, we got a lot of those today too. Amen. Man, if I just had enough proof and they're going to try to bargain with God, God do this, God do that. Listen, the only message you will receive is repent for the time is running out. Amen. The only message you'll receive is a mountain of the cross and God loves you with the Holy Spirit drawing you to believe. They passed by and they passed by the wrong way. That's what they did. Now, there's literally hundreds of Old Testament prophecies about this cross. So I read the Scripture record some of them here. But I want you to read you one out of Lamentations. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by, Behold, and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? The multitude passed by in that day, Brother Bobby, and it was nothing to them. Right, amen. Nothing to them. They railed on them. They said, we don't need this. The religious folks said, nope, I'm good as I am. I don't need it. And they passed by just like it was nothing. I want to ask you tonight, is it nothing to you? Hey, let's pass by. Let's take a look. Let's look at the sacrifice. Let's look at the love of God that was given for you. Let's look at the shed blood that was paid for the price of your sin. Is it nothing to you? Is it nothing to you? we got an article of faith. Some of these churches got them on their walls. So the only thing that prevents the salvation of the greatest sinner on earth is his own inherent depravity and voluntary rejection of the gospel. Which rejection involves him in an aggravated condemnation? I like that word, aggravated condemnation. Because if you've rejected the cross of Christ, if you've rejected what God has done for you, what more can He do? Right. Amen. Amen. You're condemned. Right. Not because of, of anything else, but your own simple unbelief. Is it nothing to you tonight? Let's pass by. Pass by. Take a look at Calvary. Tell me that it means nothing to you. People do it Sunday after Sunday. Amen. Sunday after Sunday, night after night. But thank God there was one time I stopped at the cross. Yeah. I kneeled at the cross. <laughs> believing on Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And y'all said this made all the difference, hasn't it? That's made all the difference. Yes. Amen. Amen. you, preacher. Amen. Amen. You can chalk it all up, write it all down. 
but the old rugged cross made a difference Amen. in my life. Amen. 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 Make a difference in yours. Yeah. It'll change it. It'll fix it. Yeah. Amen. Thank God I'm satisfied it'll make a difference in eternity. <laughs> when time has surrendered and earth is no more, I'll still cling to the old rugged cross. Amen. Amen. This thing's going to melt with a fervent heat. But I passed by the cross one day and I got something eternal that will last beyond this feeble earth. Amen. Pass by tonight. Does it mean anything to you? Does it mean anything to you what Christ has done? Let's stand again. Get the song ready. Brother Dustin, I have a song that I would like to share. I think there is um, there's a lady that has been in the Um, I'll have to get him to pull up on the computer so I can hear the music to go with it. That's okay. Send the verse invitation while we're doing that. Stand together. 
it's important that every boy, girl, woman, and man know what happened there over 2,000 years ago. We should never forget it. It's because of that that I've got life and I have it more abundantly. If everything that happened through the Bible, if it had never come down to that part where he went and gave his life free, then everything else would have been all in vain. He's passed you by. Maybe you're seeing it for the first time. Maybe, maybe you're here tonight and this is the first time you've really been walked by this gruesome scene. It was so, it had so much effect on people. Sure, there were some that looked at him just like what Brother Dustin said, said, I don't want none of that. People are saying that today. I don't want, I don't want that. I'm not into all of that. I'll go another way. But there was some there on that scene that day that it had an effect on their life. It did. There was a centurion over there who, who evidently was all for it. What was happening? Until the earth began to quake and the sky got dark say anything else but surely, surely, this was the Son of God. And that happened so long ago, the power of it is still affecting people today. It's still saving souls. It's still giving hope to a world that a lot of people say has no hope.
ants.
chair that falls so I come to tell you that he sings to shout and to proclaim that he's coming back for you there is a blood it's
And this is this is the easiest way anybody's ever tried to live. Just for God. And the best way. You'll never find a better way. You'll never find more peace in your life. That's right. Then you'll find Father God and give the church. I love this way. Pray for us when you pray. That's all I say that. So it just it just keeps us stirring in here. But they didn't they didn't have but one way. That's right. And it was still that way. We got one way. Yeah. We'll take it, we'll take it or we won't use it. Right, amen. Through the priest's word of God. Let's sing a little bit. I, I appreciate it. the name of God that you call, that he's called Carolyn Gospel. I want you to know. I appreciate it. Let's stand together. I still feel the Lord's word. Let's sing there is a fountain to dismiss tonight. Thought the question was, is it nothing to you? Is it nothing to you? There'll come a day where the conclusion will be, it was. We've been waiting to Amen. you to do. All of his leadership and his guys. Best thing that will ever happen to you. At this time, I'd like to open the doors of the church, and if you feel led to unite with Liberty Hill Missionary Baptist Church, uh, the sister church, the same faith and order by letter, or by experience of grace and baptism, or any ways we're authorized to receive members, you come. If you're lost and undone, you come. 
If you've got a need in your life, whatever, come. There's a fountain flowing. Amen. 336. Something happens to Brother Kelton between now and the time we baptize, he's safe in the army. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ain't that good? Amen. Any discussion on this moving second? All in favor, please show up, lift your hands. Body opposed by the same side. Move sword and kick. Amen. This makes me happy, buddy. It really does. We're gonna have him stand up here and we want you to come around and Sunday night, we came around after he got saved, and we loved on him a little bit. Congratulate, greatest thing he'll ever do. Yeah. There may be a lot of home runs he's going to hit in his young life, and there may be some touchdowns he's going to make, but this is the greatest thing. Yeah. Best thing ever. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Anybody else have anything you need to say or do? Brother Dustin, if you'll uh, just stand up here if you don't mind, Brother Dustin. I want you to come around and shake hands. Uh, Brother Kelton, as you come around, uh, good Lord willing, we're aiming on meeting here again tomorrow at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., and tomorrow evening at 7 uh, p.m. The Lord's been blessing. We're going to continue to look for him to bless. And I want to thank you for being here because you've made this service by you being here and being obedient to the Spirit. You've helped make this service what it is. If you're leaving here lost without God, I hope the covers are too short for you tonight. And I hope that you'll just get squalid and beg God to save you. And when he does, call somebody and let them know about it. Amen. Go ahead. 348. If you don't look at him, okay. Thank you.